Well, 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 welcome to the Fox Across America Game Ball Presentation Ceremony, where we honor one guest that really moved the needle for us this week. And I do mean the ratings needle or the thought needle or the laughter needle or something along the way. Uh, this week's recipient, though, is someone who had been known for moving the needle into his arm. I'm not going to lie. It's a really wonderful story that accompanies uh, the presence of this week's winner on our show. He is a superstar comedian on the road. You can see him in Muskegon, Michigan, February the 11th. I do believe he's out torn in Spokane, Washington this week. And if you're out in that hood and you want to see him. But he is a recovering drug addict who was really in the depths of depravity for a long time in his 20s and early 30s before pulling his life together, uh, starting a wonderful family, and launching a hell of a comedy career, uh, which, again, is one of those inspiring stories, you know, that remind everybody, listening, man, I know the world is awful, I know life can suck, but you're not done. You know what I'm saying? Keep going. I know a guy who drove a cab once. And was so broke, he didn't have a bank. He had a shoebox he put his money in. And that guy wound up somehow becoming a nationally syndicated talk show host. I'm sure it doesn't ring a bell uh, to you personally. But the point is, I know a guy like that. And if that guy can do it, if Dave Landau can do it, so can anyone listening to this pod who is struggling. So without further ado, I give the game ball to a guy who dropped all kinds of truth bombs this week. Whether we were talking about classified information or the inept transportation secretary that grounded all the flights around the country on Wednesday. Dave Landau covered all of them and a couple of topics we probably shouldn't have gotten into with wonderful aplomb. I Googled that word. I'm still not entirely sure it's in the right context, but now's no time to fact check me. Listen to Dave Landau and love it. It's the closest you'll come to being at Shea Stadium when the Beatles landed in 1964. I'm talking audience just throwing themselves at him. Uh, but enough about the men. Uh, comedian Diamond Dave Landau, back in the house, heartthrob that he is. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, how you doing, baby? How fired up are the Muskegans, be honest? Oh, they are getting ready. I am going to get a lot of uh, a lot of panties thrown at me. But by <laughs> that, I mean hunter's underwear. <laughs> a lot of camo coming your way? <laughs> yeah, a lot of... <laughs> getting hit with full orange bodysuit. <laughs> There's got it's got to be a moment, you know, for like rock stars when they literally getting hit with panties and stuff. Every once in a while, I'm sure you catch a pair where you really are like, and not in a good way. Like, whose are these? No, you probably get hit at some point when you're like, you're starting to, your career's starting to fade, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you get hit with something that feels like an ice snowball. It just kind of. <laughs> Set you back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> this, this person was just flat out throwing these away. Well, yeah, <laughs> that is that's that's damn funny. Well, the the good news is yes, uh, tickets are available to see Diamond Dave in Muskegon, Michigan. The bad news is uh, I can't guarantee your flight's going to make it there with Pete Booty Judge in charge of transportation. Uh, do you feel like our little buddy's in over his head? Look, I think that's important because we, look, when all the planes are down. It shows that we are not a nation of homophobes. <laughs> yeah, let me, let's, let's. I mean, I, know. I just try to be honest. It's like this is what happens when you have when instead of hiring anybody who's qualified, mm -hmm. 
Check and then you're just trying to check. Yeah, yep. and you're yep. like, listen, like, how are you qualified to be a travel secretary? You're not. Like, I have a husband. Oh, yep. you're hired. <laughs> but it's true. They <laughs> flat out said, or he has this job because he was willing to drop out after the South Carolina primary and endorse Biden, and he was promised a cabinet position in return. But the administration has been open about the fact that we want people who check boxes. We want a black lesbian press secretary. We want a black female vice president. Like, there's no other job in America where you can post a job listing and say these people shouldn't apply. You know what I'm saying? You would get sued. But in the White House, you'd be like, no, no, we want a person who checks this specific box. And that's the scam of the whole thing, is they not only wanted the box checked, but then they carried that diversity into the actual job. As you know, the first thing they did was rename the flight system from no TAM notice to, to airmen Pete Booty Judge had a change to notice to all missions because they said airmen is insensitive to some pilots. My question for you is would you want to get on a plane that was flown by a guy that was so emotionally unstable that seeing the wrong pronoun would affect his job performance? Yeah, there's no. <laughs> Yeah, well, the, I think that's how Sully landed on the Hudson. It really wasn't about a goose strike. Someone had just misgendered him. <laughs> they called him man. He thought it was a they. He's like, that's it. We're taking this plane down. Well, it's like, in, you're absolutely right. It's like, look, in, the, in their administration, you can be as as incompetent as you possibly want to, as long as you don't shoplift constantly or steal luggage more than twice. <laughs> the bar is low. And let me tell you, I'm dying. Yeah. Diamond Dave Landau is on the line. You can see him in Muskegon, Michigan, February the 11th at the Fronthal Center. Go get tickets. Dave Landau. Is it DaveLandau.com or Landau Dave? Uh, DaveLandau.com. Damn right it is. Um, let's talk about yeah. this. The other thing, out in that part of the country, he was the mayor in South Bend, Indiana. And I've been losing my mind all over TV and radio over the fact that South Bend, which has a population that's one one millionth the size of our American population, okay, we put a guy in charge of transportation who couldn't handle the roads in South Bend, Indiana. He was nicknamed Pothole Pete. Do you, Dave yeah. Landau, hire a guy for a job if his nickname is, is speaks to the very specificity that he can't do that job? Well, I uh, I think plane crash Phil is a pretty good hire. <laughs> was, he was also, busy, apparently. <laughs> yeah, train wreck Tanya. I like to just, as long as everybody's got a nickname like a garbage pail kid, I think they should be hired to run everything. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I said that yesterday. The head of education is uh, summer school Sal. And uh, he's, he's, he's going to do a great job. Don't worry. I mean, this is it's absurd. And the point we're making over and over again, to our credit, is we don't care. Like, if you have to check boxes, check them. But get people who can do the job. That's the whole point. We don't care that Kamala Harris is a black woman who happens to be our vice president. We care that she sucks. Yes. I. And why are you passing over so many people that are competent? Here's an idea. Get any gay pilot. Any one of them. <laughs> yeah. Literally. I think he could do a better job than Pete Buttigieg. There's just no reason. And this is what we give it to him for. We're like, well, you're not going to be president. And, you know, you, you couldn't even figure out how to fix potholes in South Bend, Indiana. What do you think about all airlines? And he's <laughs> like, yeah, I can, I can handle that. I mean, I, after all, I couldn't, even, I couldn't even hide the fact that I was getting driven to work in an SUV, then fake getting on a bike and riding a quarter mile. <laughs> it is my favorite story in the world. It is the greatest 
because it always happens to them specifically on the left, and it's so funny that he posted a video being like, yeah, you guys got to ride your bikes to protect the environment. And someone was shooting a video of him shooting the video that showed him getting out of the SUV with the bicycle. It is my favorite thing in the world. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> and this is the guys who we have running the country. And as a comic, I'm just terrified because I fly to go to gigs. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just have anybody competent. I don't, I don't understand how something like this could even happen where – how would you feel? I was I was luckily not on a plane yesterday. But how would you feel being on the plane where it's like, all right, guys, you have to take an emergency landing. But good news, so does every other plane in the United States. You'd be like, is are there aliens? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's worth noting that the only time we've ever grounded domestic flights was on nine eleven. So yeah. we have achieved something yesterday. Uh, that hasn't been done since Al-Qaeda, Pete Booty Judge. And I'm not comparing it to a terror attack. I'm just telling you we haven't had that level of uncertainty in our skies since 9-11. So the fact that we're still here talking about it, because a lot of people are like, oh, they fixed it, move on. Like, no, no, it can't happen. It's not like, oh, we can fix it next time. It's the first time is the issue. That's what drives me crazy. But It's not. It's, it's, look, yes, I understand nobody died, but you hired someone with the work ethic of 9-11. <laughs> I mean, when you think about this, okay, because we yes, have some. Supp- and I don't mean it in like even a funny way. Like that's yeah. terrible, and I understand the comparison, but it's like that's the only other time it's happened where it's like, yeah, we're being attacked by terrorists, and this guy not great at his job. <laughs> I mean, it sucks to say, but it's the reality. And I love the garbage pail kid reference. Do you know one of my Thank you. great regrets? Uh, actually, someone made it for me. I have to find it. When Trump was at odds with Steve Bannon. He called him Sloppy Steve Bannon, and I said at the time, I'm like, that's like a garbage pail kid. And somebody, I'll text it to you, made a garbage pail kid of Steve ba- of Sloppy Steve and sent it to me, and it was like my favorite thing in the world. My one regret. Oh, I've got to see it. Yeah, well, garbage pail kids were funny, but every once in a while, they really took the descriptions like too far visually, and they became a little disturbing. Yeah, they were always a little too graphic. Mad Magazine would do that sometimes, too, where you're like, should I be looking at this as a six-year-old? Should Syphilis Stanley really be in my trading card collection? (laughs) I was was just watching The Great Space Coaster. I went from Gary Ganoos to Gonorrhea Gary. (laughs) Just sitting on a toilet and a tear coming down his cheek. I don't know if it's okay. Um, <laughs> did you follow any of this story? Uh, they they just found they just appointed a special counsel into Biden. He was keeping classified information in the garage uh, of his where his vet is is garaged at his home, just like they draw it up in the CIA playbook. You got to get the special information. You want to put it next to a armor all that you put on your tires. Isn't that what you were always taught? I've, I think the most important document should go anywhere where if a giant door opens, it can all be blown away. <laughs> Yo, so to that point, okay, I don't know if you caught this online yet, but the specific garage where the documents were are where he filmed that campaign video of him driving his Corvette where he's like, get in, you know, we're saving the whatever the hell he said, okay? Yeah. In the video. People have circled it and pointed it out online, including, like, multiple news sites. That's the garage, and you can see the actual documents sitting in a box behind the Corvette as he pulls out and pulls in. 
So everybody was telling you that, and again, we're comedians. We are not like activists. No political campaign is counting on us to save them. So when I make a point that's like pro-Trump, I always draw the distinction for the listener. I'm not here like shilling for a president. They don't want me to. They're like, please don't. Please, no, please don't. But the point is, if you tell me Trump was reckless and should die in prison because he had documents in Mar-a-Lago, which is under 24-hour Secret Service protection, but as you said, Biden has them in a box where they can blow away if the door opens. <laughs> yes, or he's using them as a bumper area between the wall and his car because he keeps <laughs> smashing into it. And he's like, what's going it's like, what's he going to keep my vet safe? I don't know, these boxes of social security numbers? <laughs> just a couple of <laughs> just a couple of nuclear secrets we share with the Soviets and the Chinese. But other than that... Yeah, it's no problem. Pass uh, me the... This box, <laughs> this box of codes. Yeah. No yes. problem. So... And, and who shot Kennedy? But, uh, <laughs> speaking, yeah, speaking of which, his car's just soaked in blood and dents and shoelaces. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh, my gosh. Talking to Diamond Dave Landau. Go see him in Muskegon, Michigan, if you're listening out there, W-I-C-B-I-C-K out there, and any of our affiliates listening to Diamond Dave right now. He's in Michigan, damn it, risking life and limb. Are you in Detroit right now with your fam? I'm not. I'm actually in Hollywood, of all places. Florida or California? California. Ooh, fancy schmancy. I know. So let's yeah, talk. I went in yesterday to the store, and then I'm flying to Spokane, and it is uh, Hollywood is everything you expect. Oh, it's so funny. I have a Hollywood question in a second, but the fact that you're going to Spokane, are you there this weekend? Yes. Oh, the Spokane Comedy Club where I was, uh, I think, in November or whatever the hell it was. I love that club. Yes. That, that is such a good room. Every one of their rooms uh, – are run so they're like so super comic friendly in terms of the setup, the stage, the green room, everything in between. It's as e- like honestly, it's it's as easy of a weekend as you can have in terms of and performance, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, I think because uh, Adam, who runs him, used to be a comic and he's always been good to me. And uh-huh. he was one of those comics where he went on the road and had to deal with what we did, where it's like, here's your check. Uh, don't cash that until three Thursdays from now. <laughs> Yo, and- Dan. <laughs> Go ahead. You get half off a meal. You're like, I don't want to eat for free. <laughs> the late, great Dan Vitale. That's so funny. Dan Vitale used to tell a joke about getting paid for road gigs. He's like, yeah. He's like, so the guy's like, all right, so you're going to meet after the show. You'll meet the manager. He's going to give you a Jorge Posada rookie card. It's not for you. He's like, you, you're going to bring that to a memorabilia dealer who's going to cut you a check for 300 You're going to bring that to me. It's You're right. And this place... It's so it's like not a scene from the Blues Brothers. It's the opposite. Do you want to know my only complaint though? And I'll voice it. Is they they Adam, delightful human being. I believe he was like a big Ralphie May fan or like a big Earthquake fan because he has uh, so. I think he's trying to turn all of us into seven hundred pound comics with the candy in these green rooms. Oh, it's dude. It's ever. There's no diet, anything, and it's just piles <laughs> but, and piles of Kit Kat. But let's talk about what it looks like. Every one of these green rooms, so everybody understands, it looks like the inside of every kidnapping white van that was ever confiscated by the FBI. Would you not say? Yeah. In terms of the oh, volume yeah. and the variety of candy in these green rooms. Yeah, like imagine if you got in one and the guy was at the very end was like, well, I hope you had fun. Here's some money and then actually let you live. <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it really is like it's like a dark dystopian remake of Willy Wonka 
where at the end, you, your golden ticket got you into a van. There was every type of candy. Every type of candy yeah. known to man. And old like yeah, this. Go, go ahead. Yeah, your golden ticket got you $800 plus travel if you're lucky. <laughs> so sick. <laughs> not, not Adam at one time. No, Adam's class act all the way to the bank, man. I, like I said, I, yeah. I actually I love those clubs, and they're opening one in Tulsa. And uh, one of the stations I'm on down there, KRMJ, Hey Girl, uh, we're gonna we're gonna wind up playing there probably in the spring. I know you'll have your own date, but we might have to do a a Fela Landau. Like we could put out, you know, like rappers put out like a dual album. And I'm not gonna elaborate on that because every example of dual albums I know, one of them either wound up in jail or banned from polite society. The two biggest yes. of the last twenty years were Jay Z and R Kelly. Do you remember they went on a tour together? And I do. Yeah. yeah okay. Not the best. And here's another one. No. Go ahead. <laughs> didn't end well. Yeah, it didn't it? Yeah, exactly. You want, for, for some reason, um, for for some reason, R. Kelly wanted to have the meet and greet at a Friendly's. I'm not sure yeah, why. <laughs> Younger clientele they're trying to attract. But uh, And Jay-Z put out a mixed album with Kanye. The point is they were both huge albums. Uh, but both of the people who collaborated with Jay-Z, you know how they say there's like a Kardashian curse that doesn't end good for you if you get involved with the family? Maybe the lesson here is don't put out an album with Jay-Z. That could be it. I mean, there is definitely a Kardashian curse when you talk to OJ. <laughs> but uh, as far as music goes, they seem to not be the best people to be around. And yeah, definitely those two where you have R. Kelly. I just wouldn't go on tour with R. Kelly at that point. Yeah. I'd be like, hey, uh, I remember Aaliyah. Yeah, I'm I know. Like, what, uh, I know. Uh, what, I don't want to talk about like the whole time. You have to not make eye contact with the guy. Yeah. Well, but the, <laughs> the one thing is, it would be it would be cool to meet Prince Andrew in the green room. Yeah, that would be nice. You have to meet a lot of celebrities on a certain island. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just Lane Maxwell's backstage. Yeah. But isn't oh, that, look at that Bill, yeah. Bill Clinton's here? Bill Clinton's here. Who knew? Weird. Give me this really quick. We because we've been talking about this for years. It's insane. We have a minute to, to cover this, and I want to cover it. Ghislaine Maxwell, yeah. who is alive, uh, I think to the shock of a lot of people, has not yeah. been forced to divulge the client list of hundreds of influential people, some of which were presidents, some of which were royals, that she arranged these underage dates for. Isn't that the ultimate proof that there is bipartisanship still? Yes. Well, I mean, it, there absolutely it's proof, and it's also proof that this elite – sort of class controls everything and that's not even being somebody who's like conspiracy theory or yep. any, anything yep. it's there's an elite class of people that are always going to be protected because everybody in america should, be, should just be going we know about yeah dan schneider and r mm -hmm. kelly and like people mm -hmm. that were so creepy they couldn't even hide it mm -hmm. but who are the other 400 you know 500 mm -hmm. on this list we have the right to know like Thank as you. families as kids I, it's do disgusting you, do me. you see how i redeemed every offensive joke we just told by going on a crusade to a Arrest the bad guys. You're welcome. That's right. Everything we said was <laughs> You're well welcome. Played. You're welcome, Dave Landau. <laughs> I just wanted to say something the listeners could hear because I'm pretty sure Josh was on the dump button for 16 minutes. You're the best. Uh, yeah, just sweating over. I'll see you soon, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, Josh. That is going to do it for the Fox Across America Game Ball presentation ceremony. I will be back on your radio. I'll be back on your TV on Monday. Until then, enjoy the pants off of the weekend, and we'll see you here soon. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.